the dreamer here. Let's get started with uh, some old music. Hopefully I don't get in trouble for this. It's down really low. I've been roaming around, always looking down at all I see. Painted faces fill the places I can't reach. You know that I could use somebody. You know that I could use somebody. Someone like you and all you know and how you speak. Countless love is under cover of the street. You know that I could use somebody. You know that I could use somebody. Someone like you. Okay, that was a um, pretty old song. Yeah, 2009, Kings of Leon, Use Somebody. This is back when I was in high school. I loved this song. I know the first time I heard it, I didn't, I didn't love it. But then it, I think it got popular or something, I don't know. Then I felt like I just was drawn to it. Because of course we all need somebody. <laughs> no person can be an island, yeah? So yeah, like I said, the dreamer's back. Um, why? I don't know. Maybe I have some energy. I've been off my meds for like four, ba four days. Just the lithium because it didn't get refilled. But I think I'll be able to pick it up tomorrow, so that's great. No two people, you know, don't go off your meds. <clears throat> anyway, I figured I'd make this one more of a positive um, entry recording entry right so and also um yeah so this is going back again of course to one of my entries in my diary because i love to go back and read these things because i have way too much time on my hand apparently i mean <clears throat> yeah Way too much time on my hands, I guess. Even though I should be sleeping because I work in the morning. But no, no, no. Let's hope I'm not dealing with some hypomania. Because that could be positive or negative. I don't know. Anyway, let's get right into it. So like I said, this um, one was from December. <clears throat> This one's December 2019, and uh, I mean December 2015, and it's uh, actually a pretty positive entry. This was for the first time in a long time when I wrote this entry that I felt like I had hope. So I know I read a lot of entries where I'm really down. So I think this one will be good, a nice positive one. Cause like I said in the last um, 
recording, life has ups and downs. You know, it's definitely like a roller coaster. We can predict what's going to happen next. There has to be some kind of balance to the world for some reason. You know, yin and yang. Some light and dark. As they say, there can be no beauty without ugliness, which is why I shouldn't label things. <laughs> but enough on that like philosophical approach. And uh, let's get right into it before this one becomes a much longer entry than I wanted it to be. Okay, so here we go. Just going to jump right in. Be like a little monologue, of course, so. <clears throat> okay. For the first time in a long time, I had a realization today. Buried underneath years of depression and self-doubt, it was as if the veil had been lifted and I could finally see with clear eyes. For the longest time, I have made every excuse known to man to avoid any plans for my life. Perhaps it's this new medication, Kalanapin, I'm taking, but I am less afraid of the unknown now. Everything that is not fact is... <clears throat> everything that is not fact to me is unknown, of course, but... I am no longer afraid to face the mirror and tell the girl in the mirror that I want to live. Although far away and bleak to see, there still is a future for me. No matter what my depression says to me tomorrow or the next day, today is the day that I will remember as conquering the voice in my head that told me to give up and I will count today as a victory. This war is real, and there has been losses accounted for. From what I've been told, the war is far from over and may never be won. The goal from here on out is to accept each victorious battle and to save each victory moment for any up and coming battles. We do not look at statistics like losses and wins in this war, but we look at our courage and our strengths that we gained from each battle. And most of all, we look at our battle scars. We feel the blood pumping through our veins as we take a deep breath and fill up our lungs with fresh air to remind ourselves that we are alive we are survivors. And that is the end of the entry. Um, I don't know how I stumbled upon this one because, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just like always going through my diary entry sometimes. And there was one that I found <clears throat> that, that was pretty negative. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to read that one right now. I think I'll save it for later. Um, but it was this one... Ah, oh God, I would be lying if I, I said that I remembered the day and how exactly it felt. But the timing is December 2015, so 
this must have been the time that I had maybe just started to think about going back to school and so I had been out of school for almost three years now when I um, had my my first manic episode and I was hospitalized in the beginning of 2013 I <clears throat> dropped out of school because I, I I fell into a deep depression after having that episode of mania which um, I read is kind of common so I, I dropped out and then I went back to Temple in 2016 that fall semester so I think this was the moment this diary entry in 2015 of December was when I realized that I could have a future and I also realized that living with bipolar disorder it does mean or it could mean to some people and how I see it too that yes it is an ongoing war there is no magic of cure for bipolar disorder you know that it doesn't exist right now maybe in the future it will but it doesn't and so to assume that there will be one in the future is to make up some kind of like distant hope and I think that's just like nonsense. So we can only live for today. You know, the future is not made yet. The only thing we have right now is the present. The past is gone. So we should try and live in the moment. And yeah, so like I was saying, to me, living with bipolar is like dealing with this ongoing war with yourself. Yes, you will have losses. You will have days when you cannot get out of bed. And it feels like a loss. And sometimes you'll feel like you'll never get back to where you were before. And to be honest, I don't think I've, I mean, I don't think I've, I've ever, I, I never went back to who I was before my episode, but how could I? You grow, you, you go through life and you grow and you have to go with the changes. Nothing stays the same. You know, as time goes on, we change as people, we, we learn, we evolve in a bit, you know, like it's, we have to, we have to adapt. So there's nothing wrong with change. And I, uh, once I realized that, that I didn't have to be that girl who I was before the episode, I think that's what helped me move on in life. I stopped trying to go back in time and get these and get these feelings that I had before I was diagnosed. Because that time doesn't exist anymore. So I was trying to get something back that was already gone. But what does exist is this present moment. And from that, Once I learned to accept 
my diagnosis, um, I can learn to live with it and not be as hard on myself as I previously was. So if you are also dealing with a mental health issue, like bipolar disorder or depression or anxiety or schizophrenia or I don't know schizoaffective disorder I believe that's they're different I don't know for sure though I'm not a psych major <clears throat> but anything like that borderline personality disorder anything mental health related don't be so hard on yourself you know you we didn't choose these paths for our lives, but it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. And if we can't accept, if we can't accept ourselves, then it's going to be harder for us to, to go on in the future. And I can see that more clearly now that when I was running away from my diagnosis, which I did in the beginning, I did not accept it. It took me a really, really, really long time to even accept that I had bipolar disorder. And there's probably still something in the back of my mind that wants to say, it's a fluke, <laughs> it's not real. But from the experience that I have had over these years, I know that living with this bipolar disorder is very real. That the mind is a very powerful thing that you can, the mind can affect you physically. I, I have had days where I was so down that I was so down and my mind was telling me so many different things that I also felt pain all over my body that I couldn't leave the bed because I was anxious and my body was, was actually aching and I wasn't it felt real the pain was it real I don't know I mean because technically pain is stimulation from the mind right so Who's to say that that pain that came from my mind wasn't real because it wasn't technically the physical pain, but it felt physical. Eh, I don't know. I'm ranting, okay? I'm ranting. <clears throat> anyway, so I definitely did lose my train of thought. And hopefully, hopefully... Um, yeah, I, hopefully I'm like four days off my meds, guys. And I mean, just mean the lithium. I'm still taking like my Klonopin and my Wellbutrin and stuff. But the lithium is the mood stabilizer, which is supposed to help stabilize my mood. So that way I don't have manic episodes. So I'm just hoping that I don't have go into like a hypomanic episode, which can be helpful. <clears throat> But I usually feel like crap afterwards, so I don't always like them. I mean, I get a lot of stuff done, but then I feel like I have to make up for it the days after I get a lot of stuff done when I fall back into a depression. And I can't predict the future. I don't know that that's going to happen. I hope that it doesn't. 
to be honest, you know, I hate those days when I feel like I can't get out of bed or I don't want to get out of bed. I actually don't think I left the bed today until way late in the afternoon. I don't know why, but I just felt so tired. I definitely overslept and I have work in the morning and I work at a breakfast store, you know, so we open up at 5 a.m. It's almost 9 p.m. I'm usually asleep at this time, but I slept all day, so here I am. <clears throat> Again, to reiterate what I had been saying before I went on a rant and lost what I was, um, lost you know, what I was talking about, my train of thought. We should always count the days that, <clears throat> that we're victorious in the battle. When li living with a diagnosis. Okay, we don't have, like it's, um, Like, yeah, like, I, mm, crap. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah, see, this is why I'm so horrible at making recordings. I'm just, like, going on a whim, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, unless you, like, actually like the sound of my voice, which apparently some people do. And I, I do mean that because, like, I have, of course, you know, clients who, who just want to hear me speak, and I'm like, Okay, sure, why not? <clears throat> um, yeah, so back to what I was saying. Count, y you should, yeah, count, count the, the days that, that you won, you know? The fact that you're here right now is... is a victory. And there has been many times where I had self-harm thoughts and and I remember once just crying my eyes out because I was in so much pain. Physical pain that came from the mind but the thought of ending my life made me feel happy. So I was crying so much because I had come to a decision that that was, that was the option. That was one of the only things I could do to, to make the pain go away. And I didn't. I didn't do it. Why I didn't do it, I, I can't tell you why. I have no idea. Uh, each day, things change. Things can get better the next day, you know. Sometimes we just have to hold on for another moment and definitely bring these things up in therapy. I always do, even though I risk my my therapist trying to commit me 
which hasn't happened because as my new therapist has explained to me, <clears throat> she says um, there of course are, are passive self-harm thoughts or suicidal thoughts and then there are active suicidal thoughts or so. And so mine are more passive when I, when I have mine from time to time, so she's not worried. But she did get very serious with me, and she gave me her, like, number, personal number, and she was like, if you feel like you want to harm yourself or anything like that, then please call me. If you can't get in contact with me, then call the office, and someone will be there and... You know, so she she did get very serious about it, even though she, I guess she understood that even though I talk about self-harm, it is in a very passive way. I didn't have like a plan, you know, I didn't write out a, a letter, a farewell letter to my loved ones or anything. I never made a plan. So... So that's good. And Lord, do you know, we made it to the 20 minute mark, which I was not trying to do today, but sorry. I talk a lot and I honestly do think I'm a little hypomanic. So I keep think forgetting what I'm saying because my mind's kind of like jumping around to other things. So yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, let's, let's close this one up, I guess. Even though I do feel like talking. Mm. I could, like, talk on this microphone forever. Or I could, like, stop this episode and talk to my cats or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I do want to wrap this up. Although there is something in my mind that I want to say, but I can't remember what it was, of course, because my brain's not working properly or something. I don't know. Crap, I don't remember. Yeah, I definitely don't remember. Um... Yeah. Okay, so last last thoughts I guess would be to um to stay strong. Okay. I know that we all know that no one has an easy life. Even the people who seem like they have it the easiest, you know, the ones with the money and the fame and stuff like that. We think, oh, they have it so easy. They don't have to deal with this, this, and that, but they have their problems too. We all do. Um, <clears throat> I've gotten into David Foster Wallace a lot more recently, and... He talks openly so much about suicide. Uh, if you do Google him, you, you'll see that he did 
commit suicide, I believe, by hanging himself. Um, I just, I just wonder if I, I just wonder if I, I don't know. You know, you, like, like him and like Alan Watts, I, I wish I could have met them. Alan Watts didn't commit suicide, by the way. <laughs> um, he died of like natural causes or something. But I was pretty shocked to find out that he had like three wives. That was like shocking when I Googled him because I don't always Google people because I, I try not to do that. <clears throat> I used to do it a lot when I was in high school, but then I grew up and I'm like, you know what? It's not like I'm ever gonna meet these people. Why am I spending so much of my time trying to read about their lives? It's, you know, it's not who's it gonna benefit. I could be watching some anime right now instead of Googling these people. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, this David Foster Wallace is such a, he was brilliant, you know, and he spoke the truth. Um, his truth that a lot of us identify with. And he did say something along the lines of, in his uh, commencement speech for, for, I could call it This Is Water. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, you can't tell me that, that I'm, <clears throat> my experiences, I guess he said something like, my experiences tell me that I am the absolute center of the universe because all of my experiences have been from my perspective and when it's true when you think about it all of our experiences have come from our perspective so what makes us you know what makes us think that you know what, what made us get out of the idea that we aren't the center of the universe you know because it's, it's a repulsive thought, like he said. We don't want to say that, like, that the, war, the world, that the world revolves around us, even though it feels that way. But we don't want to say that. You know, that's like the ego talking. That's the, the false self, when we can only see things from our perspective. It's when we reach the level of true self, when we go up and beyond. We're talking about the soul something else I learned in therapy, ego versus soul, is when we can see, when we get to the soul level, we can see that we are not the center of the universe. And yes, our experiences are from our perspective, but we can put ourselves in other people's shoes. We the experience doesn't have to be all about us, you know? I get a lot of road rage sometimes, and okay, yeah, I, okay, not road rage, I just get a little upset, because I've like Googled videos of road rage, and if you look at those YouTube videos of road rage, those people are freaking crazy. And I don't even like to use the word crazy, because it's, it's negative, and it, you know, but those people are like, not sane. <laughs> I don't know how they do it or why they do it or how why do they have so much anger in them Jesus Christ like so yeah I don't have real rage I just get upset sometimes like when people 
cut me off or something or they they drive idiotically or whatever you know like i i'm not the best driver but uh, since just driving an ambulance i have become a very much more aggressive driver which you had to be because apparently people don't want to let you in to the highway when you drive an ambulance nor do they want to like they, they just, like, you gotta turn your sirens on just to get back into traffic, which you can't, you can't do that, but I'm just trying to give an example. Nobody likes to drive <clears throat> behind the ambulance, so everyone cuts you off all the time. So you have to be pretty aggressive driving if you ever want to get anywhere driving in an ambulance. So that driving in for an ambulance, you know, when I was an EMT for the past year, has made me more of an aggressive driver in my own car which is good because I used to be so afraid of driving god I was the worst driver and I just think about it now and I'm like eh. thank goodness for um experience yeah experience made all the difference anyway so I'm not sure where my <clears throat> this long uh this long one-sided conversation was going but um yeah, I don't know. Okay, I probably should like wrap this up. So let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I'll make another entry episode or whatever. Because of course I'm, again, don't rely on me to make episodes, guys. Okay. And to anyone who is an audience, I don't really have many audience people listening. But if you are, you know, like I said, you could always hit me up if you want. Like, I did leave my Twitter on the description. But of course, my account's private, so you would have to send a message and you have to say that you listen to my podcast or whatever. I don't know. So that way I don't think you're like someone who's like, you know, creepy or something. Cause the link that I did give you, of course, is my um my Twitter, but it's my Twitter to my uh, my alternate persona. Sure, let's call it that. So it's the Twitter for my um escort name which is Miranda and if you follow me on there or you send me messages on there I don't check them because I usually get a lot of weird ones from people you know sending those pics that nobody wants are saying some very uh, very disgusting things that are explicit in their nature and so I usually just ignore those. So, like I said, my account is private, but I, of course, will love to message you back and uh, be there for you. I definitely um, hope that that my little rants or whatever do help some people. Because I remember how alone I felt when I first got diagnosed and I couldn't find, you know, resources or I couldn't find 
I couldn't find like real stuff. <laughs> There's always someone who like, you know, wants to say that they magically cured their bipolar disorder. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it just made me feel worse. Like, I can't deal with living with my disorder, but they can, and it just made me feel worse. So, if you stumbled onto my channel, then um, welcome. And uh, of course, again, I'll leave the link. Um, I'll leave the I'll leave my Twitter name in the description box again, which is at Miranda two six two one one. And if you want to just chat, you can always hit me up. Um, messages, just say hey, I listen to your podcast or whatever, and then we can chat. I'm pretty boring person if you ask me like I don't really do much besides work and watch anime um, but but I am real <laughs> and I can give you whatever advice that may be helpful or may not be helpful you know we all learn in different ways I'm more of an audible visual learner some people are different learners but who's to say which one's right and which one's wrong there is no right or wrong you know we're all just learning so yeah we don't always have to cast judgment on anything you know that's something I'm learning in therapy too so you know my advice can go anywhere from living with bipolar disorder which you know I'm, I'm still I'm still learning guys I'm learning a lot <laughs> And I think I'm going to continue to learn throughout my whole life. And also, uh, living with a toxic parent. My mother is an addict. She's addicted to crack cocaine. And she's addicted to alcohol. And she still is addicted. Which sucks. Because as much as I would like to say that it doesn't bother me her addiction because I have lived with it my whole life I sadly cannot say that and she does affect my life a lot her addiction always brings back bad memories of my childhood so I know there's other people out there like that who also have had parents who toxic toxic parents like like mine like my mom who is still in my life by the way just limited limited I mean I cut her out a few times but I let her come back again um, I don't know among she doesn't you know violate the rule of calling me or uh, coming over to my house uh, intoxicated. That's the rule. There's no calling me. There's no showing up at my house intoxicated, which is what she used to do, which is why we have these rules. She used to call me in the middle of the night, usually like two or three in the morning, drunk or high, and then she would just rant on and on and on and on and on and on about her life and she did that since I was a kid you know since I was a kid she leaned on me 
so I never had a voice growing up because she just leaned on me and my siblings so she she could cry on us but we never got a word in because she wouldn't shut up and of course that that's definitely some anger talking so I'm sorry guys I'm still working these things out in therapy I have a lot of anger and sadness towards my relationship with my mom and like I mentioned before it really sucks that in therapy so many things come up as to like the fact that because I was born to my mother who has these addictions and the way she raised me and my siblings but just me by myself I'm just gonna say it was an abusive relationship my first memory of my first memory that I can remember as a child I was like four maybe and my mom was being physically abusive to me so that's that's my first memory and it's well that's our first memory of my mom it's not my first memory because technically I was actually in um, DHS or I was you know a warden of the state is that what that what they call it because my mom like of course she was on drugs and alcohol when I was born so they did take her kids away and I was a baby when I was taken away so I don't really remember but um, from what I've been told from my siblings who are older than me apparently I was taken away to, and I lived in a home for like almost two years so from a baby to to two years old or so I lived with someone I believe her name was Miss Brown and I always have pleasant memories of her and then my next memory jumps to the one when I'm living with my mom and like I said I'm like four maybe five I don't know and she's being physically abusive to me so we never formed a mother-daughter bond so now I have trust issues which sucks um, but I'm working through them in therapy and I hope to I hope to have some closure on it in the future also working on identifying my emotions which my mom didn't help me with either so yeah anyway so like I was saying before I went on another rant because I apparently do that uh, <clears throat> yeah if you guys you know everyone hit me up and chat I I can hopefully be there for you if you want to talk about anything my channel is of course about me and my life which of course sounds pretty self-centered I don't want it to self stuff to sound self-centered but I mean I don't know how else to put it so yeah it's me and my life and the things in my life 
that I'm most likely going to talk about will be me living with my bipolar disorder and also depression and anxiety and me uh, working as a sex worker uh, still to this day. I started when I was 19. I've been a sex worker for nine years or maybe eight and a half. And also me trying to live a normal life, like, you know, getting a, a real job, like going to grad school and hopefully getting a career that can pay the bills so that way I don't have to do sex work. Um, when I first became a sex worker, and even, I, I don't have anything against sex work and I support it, but for me, I personally am ready to retire um, just because I would like to get to know me without the sex work aspect of it. I mean, I'll always be a sex worker because that's, that's part of my identity now, you know, that, that's the experiences that I've had being a sex worker are what make me, me. So I don't deny being a sex worker, but I am ready to retire, but I just can't afford to retire because, you know, the world expenses things just don't get covered when you work a full-time job apparently you still have a bunch of bills to pay and whatnot so so I still have to be a sex worker even though I am ready to retire and okay so that's that what did I say and toxic parents of course yeah so by so, like, mental health issues, toxic parents, sex work. Um, we can talk about pets, too. I have three cats. I, I lost one of my cats. I had four. I lost one of my cats about a year ago. Uh, so, the loss of pets. Lost of, um... I lost my older brother, too, about ten years ago, almost my oldest brother about 10 years ago so I can also relate to loss if you're struggling with that too I just hope that um, my rants are helpful to some people and if they're not, you know, the world goes on. But if it's helpful for just one person, then I am very, very glad. So, um, this was the dreamer. And now the dreamer will be signing off to try and sleep for work in the morning, even though I probably am going to continue to watch One Piece because, uh, yeah, I have some problems. <laughs> and uh, it just got good, too. So, 
stay strong everyone and uh sorry for the ranting <laughs> okay oh i'm sorry for the horrible singing in the beginning yeah that means that like yeah i definitely probably am a bit hypomanic because i never sing especially not to people cool okay signing off i will check you guys later this was the dreamer i'm out